Blog Talk Radio. This is George Gamond, and welcome to the Tuesday Show. And how is everybody? It's you got one week to Christmas, so if you're not done shopping yet, ooh, you're running out of time. Okay, for all those who, you know, I, you know, all my friends out there that aren't necessarily big on Christmas, which is understandable for a lot of my metaphysical, you know, pagan friends. You know, pagan in a good word, pagan in a nice way of saying pagan. For all those friends who are into that, what do you do for Christmas? I I celebrate it. I I honor the life of Jesus. I think he is a great teacher. Okay. I guess I do it from a very metaphysical point of view, but still do it. Still there. Still accept it. So, okay. So, so if you, so what do you do for Christmas, my friends? What do you do? I mean, a lot of people. We celebrate Christmas anyway. I was raised in a very, very conservative faith that didn't necessarily believe in Christmas. So now I'm having a chance in my life to really get into Christmas, and I'm kind of enjoying it. Uh, you know, the, the tradition was that Christmas has all these pagan festivals and pagan this and pagan that. And okay, so. Okay, but there's a lot of beauty in it, isn't there? And we're we are we are celebrating the birth of not just Jesus, but what Jesus stood for, right? Would he stand for peace, love, peace on earth, goodwill towards man? You know, that's that's all good stuff, right? Now whether you believe he's the savior of all mankind or not, that's not relevant. I mean, for, in this discussion, it's, this discussion is the time of the year and the beauty that goes with this time of the year and the rebirth of light. You know, it's all tidied together. So we won't get into the Christmas thing because we're going to talk about soulmates or love. What is your love story? And that's, that could be questions. I I do a lot of psychic work, you know, as part-time profession, intuitive work. I talk to people's ancestors, the dead people in their lives, you know, those who have passed. And if you want a message from one of those, if you want a message about that's what we're talking about, how is your love life? What is going on with your love life today? Do you have questions on it? Because we're going to talk about soulmates. Even this morning when I was taking some calls and talking to a person about that you know they say well we have such a magical connection we got to be soulmates or they don't even those don't necessarily use the word soulmate but that's what they mean we have this magical connection and so i have an article i thought would be interesting it's from lifehack.org it's about the article is 18 ways 18 signs you found your soulmate. So I think this would be kind of interesting. So I'm going to share it on Facebook. If you don't get a chance to listen to that and you want to know more about the article, you can agree or disagree with some of it. It's okay. I'm not going to get through all 18. I'm sure not in a half-hour show. Not if I especially want you to call in and we'll talk a little bit about what's going on with your love life. Yeah. You know, sometimes I want to tell people – yeah, I think I mentioned this yesterday on the show, and I think it's really important to think about if after about a year and there doesn't seem to be a real commitment towards a relationship from the other person, male or female, it doesn't really matter, right? Male or female. Um, 
you got to think about it. Well, maybe this isn't the person for me because they're not they're not committed. Because it usually takes a man or a woman. Well, women eh, a little quicker than men, but men take a little bit longer. We're we're procrastinators as to commitment sometimes, and so. You know, within a year, though, if if a year clicks by, unless there's extenuating circumstances, he's on an oil rig in the middle of the ocean, or he or she's in the military and they're stationed far away, or, you know, there's other extenuating, finishing college and, you know, can't really want to commit to they actually get a firm job somewhere. Those are, but for the most part in relationships, those are not the circumstances. It's just the person, I would say... I'm going to let my spirit guides talk to you about my spirit teachers, I should say, about soulmates and what they have, their opinion on soulmates and what they consider to be a soulmate. I'm going to do that in a minute. But so it just, it feels like what it, the energy around that, if they're not committing, they're not really into you. Because if somebody is really, really into you, a man is into a woman, he is not going to let it go. He's going to secure, close the deal. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Really close the deal because it's uh, they don't want to lose it. They, you know, there's that realization that, oh, well, I might lose this. So I can't lose this. I don't want to lose this. You know, so especially after a period of time, and I'm going to lock this one in, close the deal, right? I'm going to close the deal on this person. So I'm going to let my spirit teachers talk to you a little bit. I'll be back. If you want to talk, if you have a question about your love life, da-da, call me. And I'm going to get into the art, 18 signs that this is your soulmate. But I'll let my spirit teachers explain the idea of a soulmate first, and then we'll jump into that, okay? So I'm going to go away for a few minutes and let them talk. I rather misunderstood term soulmates because you as humans like to classify a person only one person one human that can be your soulmate that's it you came in together and this is it and if you're not together there's nobody else and this is the only person you can ever love don't don't you get that sometimes don't your friends tell you that or relatives well this is the one don't let it go. There may never be another one, or this is the only one in your life. It's not true. To, to your perspective, that's not true. Now, we do kind of say that there isn't a soul that is closely connected to you, that you've spent many lifetimes together, a great deal of sharing of experiences together in vast various lifetimes. So you, you do have that soul that connection but for the argument here you could say that's your primary soulmate okay number one on the list but here's the here's the the catch on that you're going to know this person and that person's going to know you really well but they could be a sibling okay it could be a cousin it could be a parent probably not but it could be a parent okay so that individual be in your life and it might be your best friend you know, of, of the same gender. As you grew up, you're a woman and you've known this young lady, this friend, and you've known her most of your life and you connect and you just know each other really well. But obviously it's not romantic. 
It's just the best friend, your absolute best friend in the whole world. And they, they call that bro romance, bromance, where two men just have that connection. It's non-sexual. It's not romantic. But they just have that connection. Now, that could be your primary soulmate. So it's not going to say – we're not going to tell you that that individual, that soul, that soul is your primary soulmate. No, not necessarily. It could be. They could have chosen and you could have chosen to be in a lifetime together as, you know, that romantic soulmate. So let's 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 define that a little bit further and tell you that there's various types of soulmates. There's friends, close friends, you know, kind of like the primary, but just good friends that you've shared a whole life together. And people come into your life that can be really good friends, but they're part of your soul family. Okay. There are relatives that fall into that category. Some are stronger than others. And then there are romantic soul mates, primary but romantic individuals in your soul family that have decided that you both decided to come into each other's life for romantic reasons. Okay? That's. That's what it is. So could there be more than one? Absolutely. There could be a dozen. There could be 20. There could be 10. There could be three. There is no limited number on the number of soulmates that are in your soul family that will introduce themselves into your life with a romantic. So you go through a divorce. It doesn't work out. You, you're together with this soulmate, soul partner for a number of years, and, and you just kind of drift apart. Well, there's another one. It's not the only one. Maybe your primary soulmate will come into your life at that time. Maybe you're in your 60s, and that primary soulmate, you've had an agreement to come into your life together to finish a lifetime. Okay? It's that time. Or you could be 20. So don't don't get caught up in this idea that there's only one. Only one person. You know that. Most of you realize that. I think you hear these stories, and you go, huh. Okay, so don't go there. Don't leave it alone. Realize that if you want to be in love, that source energy will bring you another soulmate, another partner, another mem- member of your soul family to fulfill that role. Because you have them lined up, you have agreements. Now, doesn't always mean it's going to work out for a long period of time, but you have those agreements. And you have agreements with soul partners to be your teachers and to help you in your life and help you move forward in life. So think about that. Think about a soul think about your soul family, an extended family, that each member of your extended family, your soul you're closely connected, you share a lot of energy and a lot of lifetimes together, but each one will play a different role in your life and not necessarily that romantic role. Okay? So that's how it that's how we would explain it to you. Hopefully you understand that. Thank you for listening. Bye. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. What do you think about that? What do you think about that whole concept? So what do you think about soulmates and so forth? But that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? 
And so now we're going to get into the article a little bit. How do you identify those persons? That could be a primary soulmate. It could be a person who's coming into your life for romantic reasons. That's part of your soul family. So let's go through it. Let's go through the 18 or part of the 18. How much time do we have left? Let's see if anybody wants to talk. I got 18 minutes. I could spend a minute on each one of them. Spirit didn't have really a whole lot to say today, did they? Partly because it's pretty cut and dry. It's pretty simple. There's soul family. Members of your soul family do different things in your life. And you have one primary member of your soul family, which could be what you call the primary soulmate. Okay, boom, done. Moving right along. Okay, so let's let's get into this individual. And let's just assume, let's just go with the definition. This is a member of your soul family is coming into your life to for a romantic connection. Let's just call them a romantic soul partner. I like that. You know, it could be soul teachers, soul this, soul that. Okay, you just know it. Now I hear this a lot, and and uh, and I'm not disagreeing with it. But it doesn't necessarily make it permanent either, does it? You just know it. Something deep inside tells you this is the perfect one for you. So it's because they're partly because from this metaphysical, spiritual aspect of it, they're in your soul family. You have a vibrational connection. Soul families vibrate at a very similar register if I can use that word here, that you, you have a vibrational range that your soul family will fall into. And each each soul family, and the extended families could be thousands, really. Seriously, that's what Spirit says. I don't know if I believe it or disagree with it. but So you have a register, a vibrational register that you connect with. So this person, you know, you'll have that vibrational connection. And and it could be that they are one of your romantic soul partners. Okay, that's good. Number two, I like this number two a lot because this is really a good indicator of how it works. You have crossed paths before. Soulmates have met each other in a, in a previous at and at a previous time. You not have connected, but you were in the same place at the same time before my husband and I met. This is the author. We lived across the street from each other and worked across the street from each other. We never met until the time was right. I like that. We never met till the time was right. And that's the next point here. But you run across this person from time to time, but you don't connect vibrationally because it's – that's a beautiful point. We'll get into the next point. We'll just move on to the next point. Um, number three, your souls meet at the right time. Each person has to be ready to receive the soul connection. Even though my husband and I were in close proximity of each other for many years, we did not meet until the time was right for both of us. You have to be prepared to meet your soulmate, this individual that you have a contract with, and that's the best way to describe it from a spiritual place. You have a contract for the, with this person to come into your life to share your life at a romantic and partnership and best friend level, right? It could be that you ha- you have to go through a relationship that doesn't work out. You have to learn that lesson. You have to see the contrast. The law of attraction would teach you contrast, so you have to have contrast. You you. Let me give you an example of what, what's coming in. Let's say that you're a woman who has had relationships with bad boys. 
And they're not soul partners. They just have relationships with bad boys. And it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. You've met your, you've met your limit of bad boys. And now you go, I want something different. <laughs> I want somebody new that's not like the same man, different. I want something different. And now it's time for that soul partner, that, that one that you made a contract with to come into your life. It could be your primary, not necessarily. So you meet at the right time. You're done. You know, sometimes you just kind of give it up and say, I'm done with this. I don't want to look anymore, right? I don't want to look anymore. So that so you meet at the right time. It is the perfect time. So if you're coming out of a marriage, sometimes that's not the right time, right? Because you're you're all wounded and, and, you, and you're grieving the end of a marriage and if somebody comes into your life, it may not be that soul partner. It may be somebody who's just kind of the gap person, you know, the person that takes you to the next place that helps you heal. And I've been there with other women that I've known that have gone through divorces and I've been that gap person, which led them to the next person, right? Because you're a healer. So there may not be a soulmate. For me, it was like I'm a healer. I help people. I inspire people. And I've done that for women in my life. And it's been a few years, but have come into my life because I was that person that helped them to get past it and move on to their soulmate. It was my job, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, but it was it was an honor. Okay, your quiet space is a peaceful place. I like that. That's a great expression. Being quiet together is comforting like a fluffy down blanket on a cold, cold winter night. Whether you're reading in the same room or driving in the car, there's a quiet peace between you. I love that. You don't have to talk. You're just together. You just know each other, and you're just together, and you're comfortable with each other. It just feels good to be – it's like – that person just gives you that peaceful energy because you're with them. If you have a ruffled kind of disturbing energy with somebody when you're around them, it could most likely not one of your soul partners because your soul family, it's a vibrational thing. You're aligned, you're aligned vibrationally with that person. And so when you're aligned vibrationally with that individual, it's in your soul family. It just feels nice. feels comfortable. I like this one. This is kind of a little weird, but it's fine. It's, I love it. Um, you can hear the other person's silent thoughts. You can read each other's minds in a sense. You you kind of get into it. Oh, yeah. You know what's going on. Oh, uh, yeah, you got to go to the store today, don't you? <laughs> when when are you going to I didn't tell you that. Well, I just knew. I just knew you had to go to the store, right? You bought me something, didn't you? Well, I just read you, and I just know you did. You know, just you know, you just know what this other person is doing and thinking about, right? That's kind of cool. I want to say with soulmates, there's some is such depth to your relationship that you can feel and hear your partner is thinking, even if it's not verbally expressed. What's going on today? You feel kind of off. I kind of pick up your energy as being way off today. What's going on? Okay. That's another example of that. Number six, you feel each other's pain. Now, I've heard of that in mothers and children, and you know, and, and they're part, still part of your soul family. So you're going to feel the, the vibrational disturbance in some, with somebody in your soul family. Does that make sense? Especially if you're really close and you're already spending time together in, in the physical world. 
and you've gotten to know each other and your vibrations are really starting to align really well because of the time spent. So what does it say here about that? You stand in each other's shoes. You know each other so well. Or you have such a deep vibrational connection. I'm always going to bring that back to that vibrational connection, that chemistry you have between somebody. You need each other so well that the second he walks or she walks into the room, you can tell how his day was. You can feel it. Oh, your day. You had a tough day at work, didn't you? You feel really off, right? You feel each other's feelings, the sadness, the worry, the stress. But you'll also feel their joy, their happiness, their love, their 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 just high positive vibrational place. See, if you're a vibrational match with somebody and their vibration is dipped a bit, you feel it. Like, what's going on with you today? You know, I can feel you're off, right? I can feel you're off. Now, I do that when I'm reading people. I can feel their energy and they're off and I can feel that sense of something going on in their life. And so that's just, I guess it's a gift. I don't know. <laughs> you know each other's flaws and benefits in them. You know, that contrast, that that differences between two people. The differences are something to celebrate. I call them differences. They call them flaws, right? Yes, it's true. Our flaws have benefits. Our benefit, I'll use the word differences here. Our differences have benefits. Each trait has a positive as well as a negative side. It's the task of each person to always look for the good. I like that. Are you looking for the good in your partner or the person you met? Or are you looking for the negative? No, you need to be aware of, you know, uh, their bank robber. <laughs> you need to be aware of that, that negativity. But you don't necessarily look for it. The negativity, if you keep your vibration high, you keep yourself in a positive attitude about life, you're going to quickly notice whatever negativity is in their life, the flaws, if you call it that. There's usually a benefit to each flaw, according to the article. Stubborn people are good decision makers. Overly organized people are great, are great at paying bills on time. Okay, so if you have that kind of – and it's a balancing act, isn't it? It's a balancing act. It's You balance each other out. One person is really good at paying bills. The other person is eh, a little more casual about it. Yeah, I'll pay it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it one of these days. You know, well, that's not necessarily good for a relationship. But if, if each other balance each other out, that's a cool, cool thing. And that's – and that's the agreement you have already. That's why you're meeting that person is because you do balance each other out. You do help each other. You you balance each other's lives. One person's weakness is another person's strength. And that's one of the things that you're looking for in that soul partner that you're hoping to come into your life, right? Okay. That's a good one, right? Next one. Now, this is really important. And I sometimes when you're out there in the dating world and – you you don't this one is really important uh, i i i can't overemphasize the importance of this next one and it has a little bit to do with values so let's let's read it anyway you share the same life goals you you're both on the same page with values ethics and goals you may have different ways of reaching these goals but, but you both want the same end result. You both want that cabin in the woods somewhere to live and live peacefully. You both want to do this. You both want to see the world and travel a lot. You both want, you know, it, it's it, you're really connected. Now, your approach is maybe a little different to get there, but you both have the ultimately the same 
worldview and goals in life or because if one person you know loves to travel and really wants to see the world and the other person going nah I'd rather play in my garden now that works to some degree but eventually it is really much better when you both have the same goals that you both love to do the same things you both enjoy the same activities right always checking back to see if anyone wants to talk to me we got a few more maybe we'll do these on Thursday I won't be here tomorrow but I will be here on Thursday. Maybe we'll get into the others on Thursday if we don't get to all 18, or we'll find some more to talk about. Okay, I want the next. I like all of these because I think it's so true. You're not afraid of having a conversation. Not think about that one for a moment. I'll read the thing of the article a little bit, but that one's really valuable. Conversations can be challenging, right? Expressing concerns or attempting to make decisions is uncomfortable. Soulmates know that if they join together, they will be able to work it out. It just flows. It just flows. The conversation is easier. It just two people who are on the same vibrational plateau of together, vibrational range, just your minds are thinking in the same direction. You're able to compromise. You're able to see each other and understand each other. And conversation is easy. You ever been with somebody, go on a date, and it's just really a struggle to get conversation going. Uh, one could be more of an extrovert or introvert, but if the introvert in the conversation just shuts down and the extrovert is trying to carry the whole conversation, you're not necessarily soulmates. Because once an introvert recognizes there is a vibrational match with that person, it'll pull them up. A little bit more of conversation. They'll get into the conversational mode more because they become really curious about this person and the situation and really want to share with this person. And you want to discuss things and you want to plan things together because you have that vibrational match. I know I'm going back to that vibrational thing because that's really important here. They call it chemistry. I call it a vibrational match and I probably should use that term more. Okay. I like the next one, too. These are all great because they really do summarize what it means to be late, be in a relationship with somebody who's a soul partner. It could be your primary soulmate, as my spirit teacher said, but it could be just somebody who's part of your soul family that you have an agreement with to be in a lifetime with and to share things. Okay, number 10. And I don't know how much more we're going to do with that one. Other, beyond this one today, we'll do some more on Thursday. You are not threatened by the need for alone time. I like that a lot. When it's tennis three days a week or girls' night out, you respect each other's need for independence. So you're not clingy. You're never clingy. Now, clingy can lead to jealousy, right? You're jealous. But you have that comfortability, knowing that when, you're get, when you get together, your time alone is special. Because... You, you just know each other, and you, you can trust each other, and you feel comfortable. And, and, and the independence is really great because in a good relationship where there's good soul connection and a soul partner, you love to bring new into the relationship. You like to bring new things. That independence, that soul time, that reading that book or going to and doing some research or going out, doing some other things away from your partner brings in – new conversations, new things to share to your soul partner. And that's what it's about. So don't they're not threatened because they appreciate the alone time. They appreciate your partner having to do things. 
And number 11 is really tied to that. And maybe this will be the last one today is number 11. Let's see how much time we have. Three minutes. Okay, cool. Let's just get through number 11. We'll talk about this a little bit more and then we'll get into, yeah. Well, I don't know where we're going from here. Don't experience, you don't experience jealousy. There's, there's trust here. If, if you're in a vibrational alignment, there's trust. You, 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 you just know that you have this connection. Okay. This is trust. So let's let's go on to that. You don't experience jealousy. Pretty girls at the office or a handsome personal trainers aren't a threat to your relationship. You are secure knowing that you're the only one. You like that? You are secure in knowing that you are the only one. You you're the one. You have this vibrational match. You have this love match. You that's your purpose. That's your goal. That's your role is to be together. So you sense it, you feel it, you know it, right? Does that make sense? You sense it, you feel it, you know it, that your relationship, your partnership is secure because you just know each other too well. You're vibrationally connected with each other, right? We're going to get into number 12. We'll, we'll, we're probably going to save number 12 to Thursday, and we'll do more of these. I think these are kind of interesting. Maybe we can branch off a little bit and get into more of these at another time. But, okay, so I would love to help you with this. If Identifying, is this a soul partner? Is this your primary soulmate? I could ask your spirit, my spirit teachers, ask your guides, your your ancestors. Okay, is this a soul partner? Is this somebody you made a contract to be with in your lifetime? Or is this your primary soulmate or soul partner? Or is this just somebody comes into your life for a period of time so you can learn from and maybe see contrast from, right? So I'd love to help you. So contact me. Best way to reach me is either email me. My email address is here, or by phone. You can text me, I should say. Yeah, and, and I have a rate for special rate for people who call in off the show. So if you're inclined, I'm working on my website. So you can go there, and there's some old articles and so forth. But I'm going to update it. I got till January 31st to redo my website. So this week, we're going to talk about love the various aspects of love, love partners, soulmates, how, how, to, how to meet one. Well, we could get into that. I don't know. What do, you want? No, what do you want to talk about as to love? What's your concerns? What's your interest? Contact me. And if you don't want a personal reading, maybe I can just you know kind of touch on that in the show itself about certain aspects that you have concerned about relationships. So thank you. Love you guys. Bye.